0: It Is What It Is, by Nadia W. Dedication, for Mirek, for encouraging me to write. Lech Wałęsa, the Polish statesman, dissident, and Nobel Peace Prize laureate, who served as the president of Poland between 1990 and 1995, once said, the best way to learn about a subject is to write a book about it. That is why I started writing this book. One of the reasons, anyway. The subject of this book is how to know yourself, a process sometimes called self-discovery. This pursuit isn't fluffy and self-indulgent, as people often imagine. In fact, and as this book suggests, more insists, actually, self-knowledge is a prerequisite for a sane and happy life. But knowing yourself is uncomfortable work, it takes a lot of effort before the chirpy crescendo of the Jimmy Cliff song, I can see clearly now, erupts like a volcano from inside you. Not impossible though, I have learned. It has taken me 35 years to stop sleepwalking my way through my life. The process set out in this book represents a roadmap of that journey, which I wrote partly to hardwire it into me and partly to spare you the time and trouble. So why the focus on self-knowledge? It wasn't a conscious decision to focus on it, but the link between self-knowledge and happiness has been demonstrated to me repeatedly over the last five years of my life. Here's the story. On the 1st of January 2015, and at the onset of a new chapter in my life, I was on a plane to the UK, one-way ticket, of course. It wouldn't be much of a story otherwise. I hadn't been through a separation like Liz Gilbert before she went to eat, pray, love. I wasn't grieving like Cheryl Strayed before she took off for her walk on the wild side. I wasn't even still all twitchy from insecurity like I had been during my 20s. Actually, nothing particularly interesting had happened for a while in my life. I was restless. I went to London because it was there and because I was fortunate in that I could. Back then, I took little joy in my work. I worked at the time writing for and editing an in-house magazine for Aldi in Poland but loved the freedom of being able to work from wherever I chose. I was a year or so out of a serious relationship and all that dating seemed to be teaching me was how little I knew about what I wanted and needed in a romantic partner. I was just using people, I guess, like we all do when we haven't yet figured out what we are doing, to validate our beliefs about ourselves and love. I stayed for nine months in London in a place called Barnes near Richmond, where my sister lived. I don't really know what I thought would happen after I transferred my life to the UK. I know that I did not expect, around the middle of my stay, to start dating a cute Australian guy and start a blog with this guy and his brother. Being a blogger or a writer hadn't been in my aspirations. Some other unexpected stuff happened that year too. I was staying at my sister's place in London and this helped me to facilitate some major shifts in my perspectives, valuable ones. It's the same for a lot of us who move away from our homeland. But it wasn't long before I slipped back into feeling restless again. Although I had found something I enjoyed doing, writing, I didn't know what the point of it was or even if there needed to be a point. My relationship with the cute Aussie ended after a year or so. The experience had left me saddened and more determined than ever to develop my understanding of what I wanted and needed in a romantic partnership. So a little after New Year in January 2016, I was on a flight to Cancun in Mexico, my destination being Playa del Carmen. I stayed for six months and more interesting stuff happened some of which I'll tell you about if you stick around. In July, I was faced with a decision. Should I go back to London now? I just wasn't sure. I considered various locations and settled on New York. I'd always dreamed of living in New York. I stayed for six weeks with a 60-year-old former model whose room on the Upper West Side I rented relatively affordably. I lived a pretty artsy six weeks, mostly reading, writing, and walking through Central Park. From New York, I made a detour to Detroit to visit a friend I had made whilst in Mexico. I flew back to London just in the nick of time for my sister's big birthday bash. That was August 2016. In September of that year, I started therapy with a man who would change my life in many significant ways. I also started writing this book. It was called Know Yourself back then. Since then the travel has slowed down. I've made trips away from London but they've been shorter in duration. Most of the time I feel like I could be anywhere and I'd be reasonably happy and content and I don't feel restless anymore. I'm 90% sure I wouldn't have written this book and perhaps anything, had I not come to the UK when I did. But long before I was writing about personal development, I was pursuing it like a crazed beast, reading everything I could and attending courses. And honestly, what was driving this was dissatisfaction. Looking back, I could see that I was completely out of touch with myself. I was isolated from the guru within It is said that a person's true expertise will probably be in an area where they are most troubled. My trouble has been in knowing what I truly want to do and who I want to be. And in the immortal words of Sam Smith, I know I'm not the only one. There is literally a world of information out there for anyone seeking answers to questions regarding fulfilment, happiness and self-realisation. My own quest led me to explore many different self-improvement teachings from across psychology, philosophy, and spirituality. And a lot of it has the potential to be life-changing when applied. But personally, I have found it challenging to avoid using personal growth material like I've used other things as a way to stay fascinated rather than to implement. There is a gulf between knowing and being, and in that gap lies our freedom. And so we get to another reason I wrote this book, to inspire you to commit in a radical way to your growth and metaphorical expansion, instead of only bothering to water the plants when they are dying. As my friend Nicole once said, being happy is not easy. It's true. We have to work for it every single day through the medium of our little and our large decisions. I don't know what your motivations are for reading this book, whether you are feeling just curious or if you are on the brink of despair, hopefully more the former. I do know that if you ever feel like you can't seem to get yourself together or that you have no idea about what you are doing with your life, you can stand to learn something about the person you truly are. I think that deep down we all want to realise our full potentials. For me, trying to do that involved a lot of weird decisions and painful self-experimentation. However, I have come to internalise the maxim that life happens for us rather than to us. In other words, if something is happening, then it isn't wrong we are all being constantly challenged to grow into larger, more awesome versions of who we are. Knowing yourself better really does bear remarkable fruits. For instance, now that I know the true meaning of emotional self-reliance, not the kind where you're avoiding people for the fear of being hurt, I can create my own happiness and contentment on demand. I've basically reclaimed my power, the power I did not know that I had given away. I have become my own guru, and I believe that anyone can by changing the way they pay attention to themselves. I hope by now you have a clearer picture of the person writing to you. So let's begin by having a closer look at this thing called self-knowledge and awareness to see if it's for you. Time, in other words, for the carrots. Oh, what is there to know Oh, this is what it is Oh, you You and me alone Dear Simplicity is simplicity.